Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode of Kansas City Food Memories, where we take you on a stroll down memory lane and share stories about our favorite restaurants from the 1980s and 90s. Myself, Robert Dunsing, owner of Best Regards with Toby Tobin. You know, we always have goals. You know, we you always try to think that, Mom, is this going to be the best show we've ever done, or is it going to be a train wreck? Or is it going to be like preparing for a colostomy? You never know, and in this case, it might be all three of them. So join me today, but please remember that this is a taped presentation of a live radio show. So when I give out the phone number, do not call it. You're welcome to go ahead and put that into your phone so when you catch the show live. Remember, I am on KMBZ 98.1 FM from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So you can listen on the internet or choose to listen to us online. So sit back, enjoy, and let me know what you think. Thank you. Well, good morning to everybody out in Kansas City, and thank you for joining us for Kansas City Food Memories, where Toby and I uh, take you on a stroll down memory lane and try to reminisce about some of our favorite restaurants from the 1980s and 90s. I lost count. Uh, was this week 9 or 10? I think it's, it's, I think it's week 10 now, so we're finally starting to well, find a number our, of shows. Yeah, a number of shows. Yeah, we've had... Uh, Two good ones and eight bad ones. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> I could live with that average. I, this, today's episode. Kind of like my show. I yeah, today's show is going to definitely raise our standings um, a little bit today. Yes. But just a real quick refresher. My name is Robert Dunsing. I own Best Regards Bakery and Cafe in Overland Park along with my wife, Sherry. Hopefully she's listening right now. But if you uh, want to stay current with what's going on with the radio show, be sure to follow us. Go to my website at makethemsmile.com. In the top left-hand corner, you'll see an email newsletter. Sign up there. You'll get updates on what's going on on the show. Sometimes I'll put a call out for help because people will bring up questions that I need resources or maybe there's a lot of interest in some special restaurant like Gold Buffet, and I'm looking for contact information so we can do a whole show on that. And uh, so I'll put that call on that. So, again, it's makethemsmile.com. Sign up for the email there. Also, a guest with me today, hosting today, is Toby Tobin. The Toby. World, yeah, the, the, the iconic and legendary Toby Tobin. And he helps us uh, get this going. And every week, for the last four weeks now, you've shared a story that I've never heard before. So I don't want you to break that streak, so you've got to come up with something. Your run-in with the cops last week was really interesting. <laughs> you're you're uh, working at the seed uh, at the seed store, your dad's seed store, and uh, being so filthy yeah. that you had to go to the back door mm-hmm. of the Golden Ox. That was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping you can top that later today. Oh, I have a good one. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Well, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. So the the phone number for today shows the same as Toby's. It's nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. So you can put that on your speed dial. Uh, we'll wait a little bit to take calls because I've got two very amazing guests that are, yes. that we're going to be talking to today. But we will open lines so you can ask them questions or share a humorous or embarrassing story involving either one of them. We'll take that a little bit later. But the phone number, if you want to text something in or if you have a comment or a question, it's the same number, which is 
586-7798. So go ahead and put that in your phone number because you're going to want to be part of the you conversation. You said that right today. I you did. did. Yeah. About the right speed. But you want to put that in your phone because that's you're, you want to be part of the process here and part of the <clears> stories. <throat> and also, if you happen to miss one of the episodes or one of the shows or you want to go back and get caught up, you can find us on any of your podcast directories. So if you use Spotify, Pandora, Google, whatever that is, just search for Kansas City Food Memories and you'll be able to find that. So today I'm breaking my rules because normally we talk about our favorite restaurants from the 80s and 90s that are no longer here. But sometimes somebody or something is so amazing, you just throw the the rules off to the side. And today I have Dave, uh, David and Debbie Van Noy. And uh, David, uh, why should we know that name? What have you been doing since 1972? Frying chicken out in Martin City. <laughs> so uh, you built that... Um, so R.C.'s Chicken opened in, what, 1972? Is that right? July of 73. 73. We opened. Okay. And then we got Betty Lucas from Boots and Coats in 77. Ah. And that's when it took off. Okay. Well, that's a name that we've heard we've heard brought up a few times she as well. She was a legend. I got to learn to cook from her. Oh, really? Yeah. So how did that come about? Um, Boots and Coats had had... Uh, Betty working for them, and I don't know how to put it, but they were they had got what they needed from her, and right. Um, so the opportunity came up. Yeah, Butcher's and my father were good friends. And okay, Butcher says, "Why don't you take Betty from us so we can move on?" And brought him to Martin City, and it just in how, know, how did that work out for you? For me, yeah, it worked out really good because <laughs> Betty Betty loved me. I love oh, yeah. working with Betty. She was a a short little um, redheaded woman that would. Um, she was just fun to work with. She really favored me. She had. Uh, I remember her coming in the back door. She would go shopping all over the city to buy milk and T bones oh, and yeah. whatever stuff, and she'd say to my older brother Chuck. Get the milk out of the back of my car. And Dave, I baked you pie. It's in the front seat. All right. So so she taught you some good secrets about frying chicken. Absolutely. Anything you can share? No. <laughs> All right. That's that concludes today's episode of Kansas City Food Memories. <laughs> All right. So let's back up a second. So when you first started, you were in Martin City, but you were on the south side Correct. of 135th. Correct. All right, so um, and how big, what was your seating in that store? I think total capacity was 83. Okay. And then when did you move across the street to the slightly larger location? <laughs> we bought the property in 81, and it took us almost two years to complete the building, and then we opened it up um, New Year's Eve, Eve of 82. So basically January the 1st of 83 was the first okay. opening day of RCs, where it is the location now. And that is an amazing operation. Last time I was there, I brought my um, in-laws from Topeka. We went we went to your place for the chicken buffet, fried chicken buffet on Mother's Day. Yeah, that's a good house was, that day. So, so how many people can you seat at one, one time? 700. Oof, 350 kidding. upstairs and 350 downstairs. Ooh, holy cow. Right. So so how much chicken would you guess did you that you went through like on a Mother's Day? Um, I've... It probably, you know, North had 2,000 pounds of chicken on Mother's Day. That was the biggest day of the year for oh, us. Oh, well, I, I don't know how you did I mean, But you, everybody handled it with class. It was very smoothly run. 
you know, when you go to, as a consumer, when I go to something like that, I expect there to be major problems. I'm glad from your eyes it looked like it was simple oh, and it was oh, easy. Oh, I know how <laughs> ugly it is in the background. We've seen that. We've seen that ourselves. But, uh, but the, the, the side-facing the customers was fantastic. Well, that's great. I mean, that's, you know, exactly what you're looking to do to oh, yeah. make it look like it's seamless. Yeah. Well, I mean, the quality of the fried chicken, love your sides, your potatoes and gravy, and then the green beans. And it was just uh, the, the product was fantastic. So well done on that. Yeah, Betty taught us well. I mean, she was a, um, a seasoned chef. And to jeopardize or to um, jeopardize the quality of the chicken by timing, you know, meaning whenever you got too busy, don't rush it. Right. Just, she would tell everybody. She'd go out in the dining room and tell these. The time is what the time is. This stuff doesn't come in yeah. tin cans. Yeah. Well, you know, with you know, this has come up quite a bit on our show. You know, fried chicken and and a lot people as a whole, as consumers, we miss the variety of fried chicken joints that were available back then. And so many places today just can't touch the quality of the fried chicken because the American way is to find cheaper, faster ways of doing it. So instead of pan frying chicken, you know, they try to find okay, well, let's get a, a big old four layer deep fryer that we can, you know, do you know sixty pounds of chicken at the same time. How I, I'm really hoping that's not how you do it now. It's not how we fry it. I, no. I would have guessed that. We pan fry our chicken. Yeah. Why does that make a difference? Can you tell us that? Um, again, I can't tell you all the secrets of well, this. No, but no, but I mean, for us, for you know, the of us that fry at home, why is I think pan just, frying a chicken? I, I think maybe it's because somebody is continually looking at it when you're pan frying it. Mm-hmm. When you're deep frying it, people throw it in the deep fryer and walk off and go get a cup of coffee yeah. and overcook it, undercook it. They don't really, you know, they, they don't know whether they're turning it in time or pulling it out in time yeah. or draining it in time or you know, and holding is it is a big uh, you know component of how the quality of it stays mm-hmm. too. Well, good. So on the side dishes, do you make all your side dishes from scratch too? Yes. Or did? We peel. What's your favorite? Um, Personal favorite on the side dish? I, the mashed potatoes are, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're awesome. I yeah, mean, you, can't, you can't beat mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, they. Yeah, we peel hundreds of potatoes every day, buckets of them. Matter of fact, the uh, Idaho potato truck is going to be out in front of RC's on uh, April the 14th. Okay. And then in front of Jess and Jim's on the 15th. Because between Jess and Jim's and RC's, I think we buy there's we buy a lot of potatoes. All right, so let's uh, since you mentioned Jess and Jim's, um, explain the history and what the relation with Jess and Jim's is. Because Jess and Jim's has come up quite often as a favorite steakhouse from the '80s and '90s, and I think uh, weren't you guys just listed as one of the top fifty steakhouses in the country? I think we were listing the top five steakhouses in the world. Okay. Well, I, might, I should say them. So explain yeah. why why it's – I made the mistake of saying you. And so what's the relationship between Jess and Jim's and R.C.'s over the years? Well, Jess and Jim's have been in our family since 1938. And then my father took it over completely. Well, he was – my father's goal was to have the best steakhouse in the world. And when he got out of the Marine Corps, he worked there part-time, and then he worked for NCR part-time. And he – Ran the front desk. He ran the restaurant. And when in 1972, Calvin Trivlin came and wrote an article about Jess and Jim's, and mm-hmm. it just blew up. It was in Playboy magazine. And so then at that point in time, um, my Uncle Jim and my dad 
Jim was of Jess and Jim's. They didn't see eye to eye on a couple of things. So my dad left Jess and Jim's and went up the street and opened RC's, a chicken restaurant. And so then my uncle Jim had a stroke in 1977 and my dad went back down to Jess and Jim's to run, you know, his life ambition to have the greatest steakhouse and, you know, made it and left me and my older brother Chuck up at RC's with Betty Lucas because it was running, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, pretty much running at that time. So then through the process, my older brother retired and me and my brother became partners and my father, you know, was, um, he had had some health issues. So me and my little brother, or I should say my younger brother, because he's bigger than I am. (laughs) We own Jess and Jim's and RC's together. And he worked down there, him and his family were up there and me and my family were up at RC's. And... There was a lot of competition between the two of them and stuff. We used to have football games on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. RCs against Jess and Jim's. My dad would, he'd be so mad at us because some of us had, you know, broken bones the next day and we couldn't <laughs> go to work and half our help was sick. Brothers and, are still brothers, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So one of the things that comes up in conversations on the radio when people, when they come in, talk to me after the show, is that how much things have changed from the 80s and 90s to today. So let, let's talk about the, the Jess and Jim's first. Do you think the way that they've conducted business, run the restaurant, and made the food, has that changed much? The- um, you know, I can't speak really intellectually about that because I don't work down there. I mean, I have worked down okay. there and, and many times, but, you know, my brother and his wife and his family, I mean, they're they're pristine with what they do. They work hard. They are very diligent with, you know, cleanliness and, you know, you walk into that 120, 130-year-old building, and it's completely restored yeah. from my brother. Yeah. Um, but with the process of cutting meat, my brother cuts all the steaks. And the it, the different things are, um, you know, the way the meat comes. It's a lot of it's cryovac, but it's aged. And, you know, my he's got to go through the process of cutting it. But, you know, I can remember as a little boy watching my Uncle Jim, you know, grind hamburger off. Right. And... and put salt and pepper on it, eat right off of the grain. Yeah. I don't know that my brother does that, but. <laughs> well, now the fried chicken business, that's a little bit more of a challenge on the supply side. You know, with the chickens, you know, that the whole chicken manufacturing industry side of it, you know, has changed quite a bit. Right. You know, because you got the factories, they raise chickens a lot faster. They're injecting them. They're, the, the chicken physically looks different today than it did back then. Yeah, for the first, you know, that time of, the early 80s, probably for 10 years, we used to buy whole chickens, and I had to cut them all up. Yeah. How Got, fast could you do a chicken? Um, uh, pretty quick, and then I'd have to go to the hospital and get stitches <laughs> yeah. put in my fingers a few times. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. But yeah, I that. mean, yeah, I can whack a chicken up pretty pretty quick. Yeah, because there comes a point that you just can't carve your own chickens. Yeah. Not when you're selling, you know, 4,000 pounds of chicken every week. I mean, you, it, it, it's just so, you know, efficient to have it cryovac yeah. and brought in. We buy, you know, the golden plump chicken that's probably the best there is, in my opinion, yeah. corn-fed. Oh, that's good. All right, Toby, there's a message on the phone lines. It said, tell Toby to remember to open up the phone lines so callers can call in. So let's go ahead and open the phone lines. So if anybody wants to call in to 913-586-7798. If you have a question, 
for either David or Debbie about about um, RC's chicken. Want to share a story, or if you have a good story to share about them, Debbie, what was it like for you in the business? What was your perspective on a business of this scale and that iconic? It was it was fantastic. I raised. Yeah, just pull your microphone just a little bit closer. There you go. Sorry, I. I raised four kids on all of that food, and it was it was pretty awesome. They would go out. If they were 12 years old, they'd go on to work with Dad, which was a wonderful time for us at home, too. And um, so they learned the business and kind of hung out. Just It was part of our family. It just was a family business. So do any of your kids want to stay in the food business, or are they all <laughs> doing anything but food? Um, one of our daughters is still in culin- uh, culinary. She is a chef. Um, she spent uh, a, a, about seven or eight years out in Las Vegas with Bobby Flay. Oh, okay. And then she's back here in Kansas City now. Oh, really? Yeah. Where's she work at? Um, the Chive. The Chive. Oh, okay. Good. You know where that is? I do not, but I will look it up. It's a... I don't want to speak about that because oh, I'm no, not, that's yeah, oh, no, that's fine. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. They got great just, food, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been well, there a good. couple times. But, uh, yeah, we sent all the kids to private schools, and I don't think they wanted to end up doing that oh, kind of uh, stuff. No, that's, but, that's, that's, that's pretty common. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't want to do it the way they seen their father and oh, their, yeah. their uncles, you know, because our parents taught us how to work, probably the, the only thing that saved us. Right. Yeah, and I, I think every child that grows up, you know, in a, a family that owns a restaurant, they they spend enough years working through, you know, college age that they don't want to go back and do it. Our, our my daughter, uh, Faith, you know, she wants to have nothing to do with the bakery and the restaurant business, you know. So she's going to be a nurse. But they all we taught them all how to work, and they all have good work ethic. Every one of my kids and my nieces and nephews. So how did you manage to keep the 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 two restaurants going for how many generations? Well, my father, and then myself, and then my my kids. That would, would be three generations. Yeah. And then Jess and Jim's, that went even longer because yeah. that started earlier. That's amazing to be able to do that even in today's day and age. I mean, I, I applaud you both for everything that you've done. You've got a fantastic restaurant with a great reputation. And it was just, you know, there were stories of how amazing it was back in the 80s and 90s and to be able to – still go today and get the same quality experience, the people, wonderful people, and the, the product is just... Well, that's, that's awesome to hear you say that, too, well, because you know, it's, I mean, it's different. It's when, ra- yeah, it's rare. You know, when, you're, when, you're, when your father's at the helm, everything seems different. But when you're at the helm, oh. you know, it's... Oh, yeah. It, you know, when you're in the business, like we were talking about Mother's Day a little bit earlier, you know, you're in the back. All you see are the disasters, the the fires you're putting out, and the shortages here and there, and... You know, you think it takes forever to replenish the chicken on the line, but it was really only three minutes longer. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, for the customers, for us up front, you know, we, we understand, you know, that how challenges are. So how did you survive all the challenges? Because I know you put up with the, the road improvements. That had to really hurt the business back then. Yeah, when they did that bypass, they cut us off to, you know, we were over 5,000 car count a day down to, I think it was less than 300 car count. Oof. and. It eventually came back. We became a destination. Of course, a lot of people, you know, when they get in their car to go to RCs, they know they're going to RCs. They don't, we don't get a lot of people that drive by and go, hey, right. well, let's go in that restaurant there. Yeah. 
although the population base has grown up quite a bit over the last, you know, 40 years. Was that considered out in the country back then? Yeah, absolutely. And it still is. Yeah. No, I, we all go there, Toby, because, you know, being right next to suburban mm-hmm. makes it real convenient. Yep. That place has grown just a little bit big and fancy there, too. Yeah. So what is there about the, the fried chicken business that we haven't asked about that? What's a, what's a good funny story that if I knew I would ask about that you're willing to share? Since you're not going to tell me how to fry up chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything funny right off the hand. Um, would uh, oh. mention that. Um, okay. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, a couple things, first of all. So um, before we talk about the, st- the status of the restaurant right now, because that's part of why you're here. Okay. So um, I know you don't want to give trade secrets. So if I'm frying chicken at home, so I have a Blackstone grill, so I'm going to do it outside so I don't grease up the whole house. That's a great idea. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. So I'm, I'm going to get a real <laughs> hotel pan, not disposable, be able to do that. Number one question, what kind of oil should I use to fry my chicken in? We use 100% soybean oil. It's called Frymax, and it's okay. been it's a great product. I mean, we um, you know, we filter twice a day, and uh, filtering is very important with it too. He's using fresh fresh grease, and the grease is probably, I would say, as equally as important chicken is. Well, see, that's interesting. You missed that because I know there's some fried chicken places that do not do that. You know, I mean, you get you get different like French fries or other things fried in the same oil, and it's dark just because the oil has been used up. And that's yeah. well, you know, the the price of oil. I mean, what's a, what's your price gone up in the oh, last last uh, twelve months? Amazing. A jug, a jug. Well, I don't know if I can say that on air, but we no. get you know we're we get like a, a jug of Frymax for fifty eight dollars right yeah. now. Yeah, and it used to be less than twenty dollars not too long ago. Yeah. So you know, for the consumers out there that don't understand why the price has gone up on some of these things. I mean, not only has the price of chicken gone up probably double or triple what it was just 18 months ago, but the oil that you do. Right. And so you're saying you, you haven't cut corners and used the oil longer and no, skipped the filtering. No, absolutely not. No, yeah. We have tried we tried that probably 15 years ago of just yeah. trying to cut, uh, <clears throat> you know, use a, a cheaper product, and yeah. it just it doesn't work. Yeah. All right, so part of the reason that, uh, that drove me to call you today and bring you in today, the status of the restaurant has changed recently. Can you just tell us real quickly just kind of how that changed and what that what that's going to mean to us? Well, hopefully nothing will change, okay. but uh, we sold the restaurant, and um, the new owners took over March the 1st. Okay. And they are, um, if I could have profiled somebody to buy my restaurant, these people fit the description. I mean, they are going to keep all the recipes the same, they're going to keep all of the employees. They're keeping all the pictures on the wall. They really like the heritage of um, sure. you know, the Van Way family and Jess and Jim's included. I mean, they're not my, – my younger brother, Mike, owns all of Jess and Jim's now by himself. And then these people will be owning RCs and uh, adding different things to the menu. You know, when we sold the restaurant, we there's a few, probably another uh, 40 or 50 – events that are already scheduled for the year that they will continue to yeah. to carry on. Well, you know, in that um, I've known of you for a long time. You have a fantastic reputation in this town, you know, community involvement, and then with the commitment to the restaurant. I got to tell you, knowing that and the history with your family, 
you know, being multiple generations, this had to be an absolutely excruciating decision to make. I mean, it's like almost selling your soul, but yeah, I, um, you know, you get so much of your identity of where you work yeah, and to own a family owned restaurant, it just, you know, exacerbates that identity thing. So, you know, me and my wife, you know, we've been married for 44 years and we've had four kids and all we've known is the restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to do, you know, I didn't want to end up being buried in the restaurant. Right. Because there's, you know, not not that there's more to life because I've had a completely blessed life in this oh, yeah. restaurant. And um, I heard this morning on the, on the TV I was watching about this man says that uh, I'm not going to retire. Animals don't retire and I'm an animal. So... I'm just not going to be in a restaurant business anymore. Right. Well, you know, it, it's it's too often we've seen people put off the inevitable because it's a hard decision, and then the decision is made for them, and then things fall apart. What I admire about what you two have done is that you took control of the process, and it was important for you to find somebody that shares your values and the legacy of RCs and to carry that on. And was- I, I got to tell you, I just I, I tip my hat to you, and I, and I thank you for that. Well, you can give the glory to God because it was all him. I mean, yeah. he, he he guided us through this whole process of separating from our my brother. I mean, you know, he um, this is a hardworking family. They're still yeah. going to stay in the business. Yeah. And, you know, we get to step away from it without, uh, you know, going to somebody's, uh, you know, demise. Right. And it's a. Uh, like I said, glory well, goes to God because yeah. we followed the Holy well, Spirit on this whole deal. Well, he gives you the tools, deal. but you choose to use it or not. Yes. You know, and, 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 and I admire that. And I'll continue to support it, and I'll I'll try to do what I can for it because one of the things that we've discovered, Toby, over the last, you know, a couple months on this is people talking about the good old days as if they're gone forever. And I know Toby and I, have, we've had conversations about a, a few restaurants in town that we have to make an effort to go back and try and support. And you guys are a good example of that. Because it's it's not that everybody gave up the old ways of doing things, you know. Some people life happens, you know, changes. They have to, they see the price of oil go up, so they made the wrong decision. They chose the path of of cheapening the process. But there are those of us out there like you, like us, that we're committed to the quality of the product, and we don't really, we're not as concerned about what the consequences on the cost and the price point. People are either going to support it or they don't, and you've done that. Well, it's nice. I mean, that's what I tell all of our help, too. You know, when people have a complaint with something like that, just give them the food. Tell them we yeah. have plenty of money. Yeah. We're not here to make, yeah. f- make enemies. We're here to feed people yeah. and, you know, to have fun. So basically. like on a Mother's Day, when you're doing uh, taking care of all those customers, how many employees would you have working that day? About half of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all there. You're saying all of them are there, but only half of them are working. <laughs> I, I just I can't even imagine logistics or something like that. Well, you have to have a lot of good help, and we've had, you know, a lot of good help. Yeah. But uh, if I'd sit and count, I would say there's, you know, probably up to eight, ten people in the kitchen, probably uh, 15 people on the floor, a couple people wow. behind the bar. That is not very many people for what for what you accomplished there. That, that, that tells me you have good. very well-designed systems in place. And you have everything mapped out. You've got the kitchen efficiently laid out. You know what you're doing. You're not making stuff up as you go. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We talk about that Mother's Day thing is that every day 
you know, 365 days out of the year, we we do exactly the same thing every day. But then on Mother's Day, we have a buffet. On the busiest day of the year, we change everything. Okay, is that the single busiest, craziest day of the year? You know, it used to be. Now Father's Day, okay. and then so, so Easter. I'm part and then... of the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, All right. And well, Mother's Day Mother's Day is not like it used to be. Pre-COVID, it was the busiest because we'd have a buffet. But we don't have the buffets now because of, you know, you know a lot of our clientele is probably, probably more than half or is over 50 years old. And the older people don't like going through the buffet because of the, the COVID panic or whatever. All right. So I'm going to ask you a hard question. I, I, you're not going to, to back out of this one or anything, all right? Because you don't own. If it's hard, I probably won't know the answer. No, no, to no, it. no. This is all right because you don't own the restaurant. You don't have financial stake in either of these two places. I've gone through. I've looked at the menus, pictures of everything. So if I'm going to get a chicken fried steak, do I go to RC's or do I go to Jess and Jim's? Yes. No, no I, I got to pick <laughs> pick pick one. I mean, which one should I do first? I'll do the other one second. Well, I can tell you that well, my brother cuts all of his chicken fried steaks and run them through the um, tenderizer. The tenderizer okay. himself. Not the case at RC's, but I think that um, it uh, the, are they actually different. They are actually different. Okay, and but the the gravy's different. Okay, the potatoes are different. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot of people come in for the Roquefort salad dressing, yeah. and a lot of people come in for the beets at Jess and Jim's. Okay. I mean, it's just a, um, like I said, my answer is yes. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I would say it would be, yeah, either way. Well, I chicken fried steak is probably the number one meal that I, I absolutely love the most. And it's I've not really been thrilled with one that I found here in Kansas City yet. But I, I will do both of those. Have you had either one of them? I have. Uh, no, because I, if I go to RC's, I want to get the fried chicken. Well, I mean, that, it's hard to step away from that. That's the house that chicken built. Yeah. Mm. All right, Toby, which one do you want to go try? I'm going to let you pick. Both. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody, everybody listens no, to those. the story I was going to mention. Yeah. By the way, we need some callers. Yeah. Uh, 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 we're, we're ready to take calls. Hey, people out there, call now. Well, I, right. What happens is with a, with a show like this, people don't want to interrupt. No. You know, they want to hear your stories, want to hear you talk. But if you have a question or a comment about an experience at an RCs that you want to share how meaningful that was to to, uh, to you, uh, we'll welcome that call. Yeah. So our phone number is 913-586-7798. And you can get in right now. Yep. All I right. Thought- so back in 1976. Okay. All right. EJ and I are dating. And this is in February. And I can't, I thought it was RC's, but I guess it was Jess and Jim's that had the big steaks. Yep. How like big a two was it? Pound two pound steak. The, yeah, the Playboy or the Porterhouse. The Porterhouse is the biggest. I the think get, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I ordered that. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever had that in my life. And I ate the whole thing. Oh, my Lord. And I could hardly <laughs> walk out of there. And she was worried about me all night. <laughs> was that the only time you ordered that steak? Yes. Really? <laughs> well, I couldn't. I had no idea how big it was. Two pounds or whatever it was didn't mean a thing to me. Yeah. Oh, it was like a roast. <laughs> they had a contest down there it was one delicious. time. When they were, they were having, uh, I think if you ate. The whole steak uh-huh. they give to you free or whatever. That was a contest, and I'm I'm, I'm just remember parts of it. But 
well, the one thing, thing that stuck out in my mind was is it boiled down to these a, a very large man and about a 115-pound <laughs> woman. And the woman out ate the man. Holy That's smokes. funny. Ate the whole steak, the potato, the... And I think they even yeah. had to drink their drink, too, on top of it. Well, that's like EJ when you guys come in and taste test. I mean, she's, what, 5'6", and she could yeah. she could put the food away. Back then, she weighed 98. <laughs> 98 pounds. And when I left the restaurant, I had gained 15. Oh, that's right. Okay. For, for the listeners out there, I will, in the next two weeks, I'm going to try the chicken fried steak at both RC's and Jess and Jim's. I will post it. I will. Uh, Toby and I will both do it. Um, I'll post a picture on my email and the review of each one of them. Okay. I'll do that because I know there's a lot of people, th- thousands of people out there want to know that. And I so think I'll do that. The first caller now is Dan. Okay. Good morning, Dan. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Is it Dan? All right. Are you there? Somebody besides Dan, go ahead and speak up. Yeah, I'm in a bad area right now. Oh, okay. Can you guys hear me? Yes. I can. All right. So. And I, I didn't hear the last few minutes you guys were talking, um, phone cut out, but I, we're back. So I'm at Blue Valley High School, and I want to say circa, Toby, you were talking about 76. I want to say 77, maybe 75 even. And we were playing softball up on top of the hill, and we saw the smoke from a train that apparently had hit a tanker right next to Justin Jams in Martin City. Do you remember that? And, and I think you guys were closed for, for several months trying to recover from that. Yeah, uh, the restaurant never closed down, but it did scorch the whole side of the the building. And it melted the back of my mom's brake light or or brake lights on the back of her Thunderbird, and it killed both of the uh, the engineers in the train, but the man in the um, in the um, semi that was driving the tanker got away. His car, his his semi stalled out on the tracks and the train hit a, wow. a, tr- a semi-trailer wow. full of fuel and just... How long ago was that? Uh, I, I think he Se- said it was 1975. 75 to 77. Yeah. My wow. mom was back in the office back there and, you know, the whole side of Jess and Jim's was just scorched. Yeah. But oh, they never closed it, down. It, it, it's a wonder people weren't killed. Yeah. And, and, yeah. But did you say the tank the tanker driver was killed? No, the tanker driver walked away. The two engineers of the train got killed. Yeah. Wow. I, I recall the um the train or the um <clears throat> who's the guy that talks into the conductor? The uh, engineer? No, it okay. was uh, the two oh, yeah, the guy the, in the back? No, the two engineers okay. in the train were, were killed. Okay. But when they were talking uh, uh they were in the investigator was talking oh, and I remember right. them talking about the both of them passing away and the driver of the okay. semi getting well, out. Well, Dan, can you help me with the pressing issue? Have you eaten a chicken fried steak at both RC's and Jess and Jim's? You know, I actually I think I did by accident. Um, as <laughs> Not I the same I, day, I'm did you? I'm a Jeff? Blue Valley High School graduate and uh, we, have, we have had two reunions, class reunions at RC's. Uh, we had a five-year reunion, and we had a 40-year reunion. Actually, it was a multi-class reunion, and that was, uh, I want to say that was about five years ago now. And uh, so I ordered, and I wanted the fried chicken because it's it's RC's. And uh, so I ordered the fried chicken, uh, and then they brought 
I think I was talking to people. They brought the the, uh, the plates out, put them on the table. There was a, another girl from my class who had been uh, – uh, actually, she was inebriated. She had been drinking quite a bit. <laughs> Apparently, she That's sat never there happened and before. ate my meal, and her meal was the chicken fried steak. So she <laughs> gave me hers, which was okay. I'm not a huge chicken fried steak. I like chicken fried chicken. I like it a little better even, but um, – I had that and it was good, but I would I really wanted the fried chicken. Yeah. So she felt bad that she was. Uh, I don't think she knew what uh, what county she was in. Yeah, that that's point. funny. All right. Well, Dan, thank you for calling in. Okay, for all the listeners out there on the text line, which is nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight, I'm going to take an unofficial poll on the text line on which place I should get the uh, chicken fried steak. All right. I've already got two votes online. Tony, good morning. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you. Well, I just turned on uh, the radio here. I'm just driving home from work and I heard about chicken fried steak and RCs. And uh, I just have a story that I thought was kind of amazing. It was about four years ago. It happened to be on a Valentine's Day. And I remember that because my wife was excited. I'm kind of a workaholic. and I took that day off. And so she thought we were going to do something, you know, kind of maybe fun or romantic. And I actually had scheduled my colonoscopy on that day. And so I had my colonoscopy at like 8 in the morning. And when I woke up, I said, when she was driving me home, I said, I'm craving R.C.'s chicken fried steak. And she said, well, let's drive over there. And so we drove over there. And it was early in the morning on Valentine's Day about four years ago. And the door was shut and locked. And I don't know if, if the owner remembers this. And he said, oh, you know, we don't open till 11. And I said, yeah, I just was craving, craving one of your chicken fried steaks. And, and uh, he said, well, hey, we're having a meeting here. You guys can come in and we'll make you one. And I said, oh, that's all right. You know, if you're closed, I don't want to impose. And he let us in. And you let us in. And made my wife and, and uh, uh, my myself uh, she had something different i forgot what she ate and had your meeting i think your daughter had made the, the chicken fried steak and gravy you both did and i just thought that was amazing that you did that and you were you know had that big meeting going on and you know it, it was just a great memory for us well that's the beauty of a of a locally owned yeah, business that's pretty neat. yeah well, yeah. I, oh, well, well, Tony, thank you for calling in. I got to say, I want to. This is going to be for the ages. My show hold on, is gone. Hold on, well, hold just, on. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be covering train wrecks and colonostomies during my radio show, but yeah. EJ, I'll can check, you hear me? I'll check both of those okay. off my list. Call the doctor. Line a colonoscopy. <laughs> colonoscopy up from me Monday, okay? And then we'll go to RCs after. <laughs> right after. Right. Good morning, John. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. John. This is Don. Maybe oh, you don't Don? Know. All right. Yes. All right. Sorry about that. That's all right. That's fine. Uh, I just wanted to put in my two cents because uh, my wife and I moved to Grandview in uh, 1974. And it didn't take long for us to find the uh, RCs down on uh, the Main Street there. But it was on the south side at that time, that little small building. Yes. And I think you had so many people there at times you had to kind of stand up to eat, but yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and it was worth it. <laughs> but, uh, and Chuck Vanoy uh, was our neighbor for several years. And uh, I don't know what happened to him, but. Uh, that was my older brother. He he retired in 02, I think, from the restaurant. Was it? Uh huh. I know. I remember a uh, very nice man that just to be a neighbor to. And. Uh, his uh, 
big alarm still up on the building there next door. <laughs> I guess you must have took money home or something at the time. <laughs> but uh, once in a while, I'd go off just for a test, I think. <laughs> Scared the devil out of my dog. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, just, it was good times down there because uh, we'd have family come in from Wichita primarily and around. And uh, the one of the first places we'd take them would be to RCs, even in later years when they moved across the street. And during the pandemic, we get some curry out there from RCs, and uh, couldn't I just couldn't uh, resist not having any. <laughs> All right. Well, Don, thank you very much for calling. We appreciate that. Uh, before yeah. you go to um, Toby, um, I've got a couple updates here on, on here. Number one, uh, somebody on the text line wants to know if you still do carry out at RCs. Absolutely. Okay. Lots good. of it. And that's you know, that's one of the biggest changes on COVID, I think, for that carry out became a legitimate major part of businesses of restaurants. Because pre COVID re- carry out was something that you didn't really want to do. You felt like you had to do. But the, I think and a we lot of, we've restructured the building to where you can get carry out yeah. through one door and then yeah. come in in dining and through another door. Yeah. Well good. So uh, so to the listener out there, yes they do. And on the text line, they've figured out my solution to my problem. They said I need to get the chicken fried steak from Jess and Jim's and get the chicken fried chicken from RC's. And Debbie just gave me a double thumbs up on that one. So I think that's all on the same night. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think so. I've seen pictures. Well, we can do the same day. We'll We'll do one for lunch, one for dinner. All right. Then we'll go to Suburban for a couple hours in between and walk it off. Okay. We can do that. Quiet. All right. Joe, good morning. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hey, yeah, this is Joe. I wanted to ask Dave about his nephew down the street. Seems like he's really keeping the family tradition alive. Matthew Michael Moore owns the Martin City Brewery, Martin City Pizza. Huh. Oh, he's in the family too? He's my sister's oldest boy. Really? Yeah. Holy smoke. Yeah, he's my father reincarnated. They, they kind of know what they're doing down there too. He's an animal. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh. Well, that's fine. <laughs> well, we hate, well, we hate to see you go, Dave. That's just the best. That's that's the best restaurant in town. And God, I used to, I'd go in every day for chicken fried steak. And God, we hate we're gonna miss you. Well, I don't want you to think that I'm gonna die. I'm gonna be around. <laughs> well. <laughs> Are you still going to eat there? I'm still going to eat there. Okay. They told me I could come eat any time I wanted to. <laughs> well, that. Oh, but I, I think I'm going to go down to Jess and Jim's and get a chicken fried. <laughs> I think I'm going down to Jess and Jim's and getting a chicken fried steak. <laughs> I, I think we're starting a feud here. I, I, I might have to back out of this one. Oh, you didn't start it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Joe, for calling in. All right. Well, thanks. Great, thank, great to see you talking with you, Dave. Thank you, Joe. All right. I'm hoping this isn't going to be disaster, odd disaster number three on my show, but somebody just texted that I need to ask you about the laundry chute experience at Jess and Jim's. <laughs> when I was a little boy, I probably, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, you know, I used to go to work with my dad and the kids in the kitchen who are my friends to this day, you know, they knew that my father was the owner and they would, you know, I would be a little, a brat and they yeah. would put me in a laundry bag and tie it shut and throw me down the laundry chute and it went down <laughs> into the basement at Jess and Jim's and it was just pitch black. I mean, you would hold your hand in front of your face and you couldn't even see your hand. And it, you know, 
he'd have to be, you know, a, a, an escape artist to get out oh, of yeah. the laundry bag, and then you couldn't find your way out of the basement. I was gone for an hour half the time they do it. <laughs> all right, and they so, do it all the time to me. All right, so it's been a lot of years. In all honesty, did you deserve it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me who the who I am today. Yeah, that's the other reason that the that the owner's kids don't come back to work in the business, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the hazing. Oh yeah, the par- the adults who own the the business are safe, but not the kids. Oh, that's funny. All right, Gail. Good morning. Welcome to yes. Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. Oh my gosh, David Vanoy, I have been enjoying your food for so long since 1977. In fact, that's when um, my family moved to Belton, and we started going to Martin City and. Enjoying every all the restaurants down there. You guys are amazing. God bless Me you, Gail. My boyfriend, Gail, Gail and Gail, we, we come by and see you guys all the time, and we're going to miss you, but hopefully we run into you at RC's Eating. I hope to see you there again also, too. Thank is, you. Is, is this the, the Harley Gail? Yes. It is. Okay, I've met you a few times. I remember you from the Entrepreneurs Exchange. Thank you. Oh, thank yes. thank you for me. calling into the show. So what's the Definitely. one? I listen to you guys all the time. Oh yeah. So what's the one thing that that somebody new to RC should get, in your opinion, Gail? Oh, you know what? I don't. Well, it'd be hard to say because it's chicken, fried chicken. <laughs> the only thing I ever get there. Right. I love the fried chicken. So, uh, do you ever go to Jess and Jim's? I go to Jess and Jim's all the time. All right. So, what's your vote? Uh, chicken fried chicken at RC's or the chicken fried steak from Jess and Jim's? A filet at Jess and Jim's. <laughs> you know, this, this is a problem with entrepreneurs. They never follow the rules and can't answer a separate question. That's all right. funny. All right, all right, Gail, you're blocked for as long the next as I'm week in the rotation, Gail, I don't care. I love you. All right, right, Gail, you're blocked for a week until next Saturday since you wouldn't answer my question. Yeah, no doubt. All right, thanks Talk a lot. you guys later. Take care. All, all right, right. goodbye. goodbye. You need a name. All right, we're getting a name on the line. This is what I love about Kansas City. You know, it's nope. just everybody knows everybody. The the bad thing is getting a straight answer from some people, but that's just a burden we're going to have to have. So where are you going to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I'm going to let you choose. I, I got us that far. Well, I'm number one, I want fried chicken. All right. Okay. So then, we can, then we'll go to RC's first. One of us will get and a have... big plate of fried chicken. Another one will get chicken fried chicken, and we'll split. Okay. We can do that. Okay. We can go to RC's. Okay. I heard they'll let you in early if they're, if oh, they're yeah. there. <laughs> Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Justine, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. How are you guys doing on this rainy, cold day? Well, I'm getting very hungry. I I am, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have this amazing memory, and it's not in any of the restaurants you guys have talked to, but do you guys know where the Elm is in Excelsior Springs? Yes. Have you guys ever eaten at Wabash? I have not. No. Wabash Barbecue. And I don't know if they're still open. I have no idea. It's this little place they flooded years ago. But for me growing up, my grandparents lived in Knob, and I was raised in Independence. So we would drive down to Knob Noster and then fake an ungodly trip all the way to Excelsior Springs just to have Wabash about three times a year. And I remember the first time I ever got to sit down there, because you guys are talking about all these monster-sized portions. Yeah. My big eyeballs, oh, I wanted this smoked turkey sandwich on the adult menu. My dad was like, no, no, that's not going to work. Well, I pitched a little bit of a fit. I deserve to be in a laundry bag myself. 
And um, <laughs> they, they brought that food. That thing was bigger than my head. And my dad was like, you're going to have to eat it all now. And, and you know what? I manned up and I ate it right proper. <laughs> But that was some of the best food, and they made all their barbecue sauce. They had, like, two buildings attached, and one of them was a smokehouse, and the other one was a restaurant. It was this little hole-in-the-wall place up in Excelsior. Yeah, well, I've heard about that. Um, I'll, I'll have to go check them out. i got a funny story about Excelsior Springs. So the yeah. um, you remember the uh, the uh, solar eclipse that we had, what, oh, about yeah. six, seven years ago? So yeah. we, we closed down early on that day. We drove up to Excelsior Springs. We parked in that parkway right in front of the Elms. And when that yeah. eclipse came over, the Elms sign lit up because it was an automatic, automatic sensors. Because when it was dark, nice. dusted on. It, oh yeah, it was just it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen and experienced. Oh yeah, well you all know the Elms is haunted, right? Well, I've heard that. I've yeah, heard that. my grandmother is obsessed with that with <laughs> the Elms. Absolutely obsessed. She always wanted to get married up in there and everything, but she told me it wasn't meant to be, and uh, all the ghosts kind of kept her away. All right, so uh, th- that uh, that officially tops off my show. I've now covered colonostomies, train wrecks, and ghosts. So I, that's. I mean, you might as well if you're going to go around Kansas City eating good food. You All got right. some interesting roads to travel. All right, thank you, Justine. I appreciate the All call. Right. How are we going to top this, Toby? Well, bye. Bye bye. Thanks for calling. The other thing, if you have a colonoscopy, you can eat more. Yeah. So we could yeah. probably do Jess and Jim's in our seats all at once. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I'll, I'll make note of that. I think with you, though, that it would take no, more well, than a day for right. yours. Okay. Well, the, the show's really gone to, you know what, today, hasn't it? Well, that's good. Well, well uh, Debbie, is there anything that I haven't asked or any story you'd like to tell or anything you'd like to say to people out there listening? I know. You would think so. It really yeah. just hit me. I don't. He's come home every day with people visiting with him and talking to him about this retirement but this is the first time i've been over here kind of tearing up a lot i oh. <laughs> i'm really excited to see because he's going to be a he's going to be a guest bartender now at rotary club he's part of rotary okay. and and i'm excited to see the new things he's going to do but um, so you're hoping he's not going to be home every day. Stories. Oh, <laughs> I, I, the way he likes me to go, I'm going to be going everywhere. All right. I'm going to be coming out of it. But um, I think the fun part about it is um, it's his history. And oh, yeah. I love writing and he has a million stories. He's so much fun to hang out with. And I'm going to see if we can't get them in a book because they are. Really well, you should. Great. I mean, people would love that. I mean, the, the, you have so much history with your business, mm-hmm. you know, and some of the things that you've done. It's just pe- people, we, we love that. It's hilarious. You know, we just yeah. eat that up. You All know, right. But, stand by for the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, absolutely do it. And keep me up to date on that. And I'll share it with all of our listeners sure, and Robert. followers on that. But no, you should both be proud of what you've built. You know, when you, it, some people do a business simply to make a living or because they don't want to make another choice. And then there's those that have such a passion for what they do. They put all their creativity, all their efforts into creating experience for the customer. And you guys have done that. And that's why I was willing to make an exception to the, to our thing of talking about just restaurants that are gone. But no, you guys have done a fantastic job. You should be proud of yourselves. And I know those of us out here are, we are. I humbly accept that. Thank you. Good, good. Did you have a question for him, Toby? Or did no, you have I'm a good too, I'm too hungry. All right. What's this embarrassing <laughs> or I'm mean, the good story you said you had unique that was going to top the, the last steak. Thing. Oh, the steak? Yeah. 
Oh, everybody that knows. That was EJ's worst date. <laughs> worst date? <laughs> All right. If you guys dated for a while, I know that can't be the worst date she had with you. <laughs> I might have to talk to EJ later yeah. to get to get. Well, I think I've probably spent about two hours eating the steak. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, well, was... Toby told the story on one of the earlier episodes about the first date that he had with EJ. It involved a restaurant. Mm-hmm. What restaurant was that? The one where the Mater D recognized you? Oh, Konakai. Konakai. Oh, that was one of she our was first my, dates. Yeah. Oh, was it really? Well, yeah. It, it was my first date with her, but the, she was my third date that week, and the first two were in the Konakai. So when she came in with me, the maitre d', as she's walking down, she's a little bit ahead of me, he says, wow, you're having quite a week. This is your best one. <laughs> Our first date was at Kona Kai, and the man in the background named Bill Urout, I don't know if you remember him, I think he was of a Kansas personality, and he was talking as loud as he could about how great the food was at Jess and Jim's. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, wow, I'm impressed that you're... She was dating me that, you know, my family was related to the Jess and Jim yeah. people. Well, Bill, you uh, did a gardening show with my dad. Really? Yeah. He was a neat man. I loved yeah. him. Yeah, he, he was a neighbor pretty close to us. Yeah. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah. I mean, that's what's interesting about this show. You would think we're like a, a town the size of Mayberry or something. <laughs> but, you know, what I enjoy about this yeah. is that I don't know that you could pull this show off in a city like St. Louis or something else, but... Everybody here knows everybody. When you move here, you want to stay here. You oh, know? really? Yeah. You know, and it's just that's, it's, you know, when Frank Bull was on, he's, he was amazed with that. He's been here for 40-some years, and yeah. the, the hundreds, if not thousands of people that he met, sports stars and everything else, that come here for a couple years then stay. So are you going to buy my lunch? Fried uh, chicken? Yes, and... I'll buy your lunch, and you're buying dinner. I'm buying dinner? Yeah. Okay. So I'll buy lunch at RC, okay. and you're dinner buying dinner. McDonald's. <laughs> no, you're buying dinner at Jess and Jim's. <laughs> And I want to see if they have that two-pound steak and see if I can knock that out myself. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you very much for joining us on Kansas City Food Memories. Make sure you go to makethemsmile.com. Go to the left-hand corner and sign up for the email so you can get up to date. And I'll give you some pictures and stories about Toby putting down that two-pound steak again at Jess and Jim's for dinner. So thank you, everybody, for doing that. Yeah. Anything else you can think of, Toby? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, thank you to, to both of you for coming in today. I appreciate that. Thank you for the invite. You. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun, and be sure to listen. I'm unemployed, and I didn't have anything <laughs> to do today, so I... You can catch David tomorrow on the front of the parade. The parade is at 2 o'clock in Martin City. Oh, tomorrow. the Martin City Parade? Yeah. I've seen that. Oh, you're going to be on that? I'm going to be the Grand Marshal of the parade. Oh, really? They invited really? me cool. to be that. All right. Well, good. well, congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. Hope that ends up going well. The weather's going to be better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the wind has been in my back for the last 45 years now, yeah. so it's going to be sunny and 55 degrees. Have you <laughs> picked where you're going on your first trip? We've picked 15 of them so yeah. far. Well, go out and enjoy life unencumbered with the responsibilities of a restaurant. That's awesome. I'll take that advice, and yes. I appreciate that. Uh, that's going to get thrown your direction by Debbie, and I have the feeling. <laughs> Remember what Robert said? But no, you've done, you've done fantastic. So thank thank you both very much. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. And that is it. Okay? We'll be back next Saturday. This concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memory.